Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Pirkeavot, Ethics of the Fathers. We're in chapter 6, Mishnah 9. We have three more Mishnahs to go before we end this beautiful book, this beautiful Sefer, which is amazing. I'm, I'm so happy that we did it. And, um, and today, chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 6, Mishnah 9 says, Rabbi Yosef ben Kisma said, once I was walking on the road, and when a certain man met me, he greeted me and I returned his greeting. He said to me, Rabbi, from what place are you? And I said to him, I'm from a great city of scholars and sages. He said to me, Rabbi, would you be willing to live with us in our place? I would give you thousands and upon thousands of golden dinners, precious stones and pearls. I replied, even if you were to give me all the silver and all the gold, precious stones and pearls in the world, I would dwell nowhere but in the place of Torah. And so it is written in the book of Psalms by David, king of Israel, I prefer the Torah of your mouth about, above thousand in gold and silver. Furthermore, when a man departs from this world, neither silver nor gold nor precious stones nor pearls escort him, but only Torah study and good deeds, as it is said. When you walk, it shall give, guide you, and when you lie down, it shall guard you. And when you awake, it shall speak on your behalf. When you walk in, it shall guide you. In this world, when you lie down, it shall guard you. And in the grave, and when you awake, it shall speak on your behalf. In the world to come, and it says, Mine is the silver, and mine is the gold, says Hashem, Master of Legions. And so, Rabbi Tversky, in his book, uh, uh, Visions of the Fathers, which is the book that we have been learning all along, he says that this dialogue between Rabbi Yosef and Kisma and the man who met him was given rise to many interpretations. There are various interpretations to this encounter. And it says that it's clear that the Mishnah wishes to emphasize the importance of living in a Torah environment. That it's very important that a person lives in a community, that lives in a place where there's a shul, where there's a Jewish school, where there's Torah learning. That it's very important to, to, that a Jew should never live outside of, of this environment. But of what significance are the details of once I was walking down the road and greeted me, and he greeted me. So everything, everything in the Torah is not superfluous. It's not like there's extra words, extra sentences. Everything is exact. There's a meaning for everything. That's, everything that's there is meant to teach us something. So he says that we have repeatedly emphasized throughout the learning of the Pirkeavot, the, the, the importance of refining our midot, refining our character traits, and stress that the courtesy and respect are prerequisites to Torah. So the 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 the, the the Mishnah begins with this man walking down the street and greeting the rabbi. So it says that this is something important. The Torah teaches us that if you 
going to a place and you're waiting for people to say hi to you, that's not a good character trait. You should be first in saying hello to other people. You should be the first one to greet other people and give them a smile. So in the absence of Torah, there can be no derech eretz. There cannot be a, 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 a good behavior, a poor ethical conduct. And so this requisite must quickly be reinforced by the Torah. So formal courtesy and etiquette that are not supported by the Torah are merely a window dressing that contribute nothing to a person's character. So no country was well versed in proper decorum as, as pre-war Germany. So what it's saying here, Rabbi Tversky is telling us that yes, it's important to have proper, refined uh, education, etiquette, good, good manners, it's very important to, 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 to grow on that. It's important that a person, if for him it's hard to say hello, he should really effort himself in, in, in learning to say hello to other people. It's an important part of a person's growth, but if there's no Torah with it, then it's meaningless, it means zero. And, and he's now telling us here that in pre-war Germany, the Germans were the most educated, they were the most um, cultured, uh, knowledgeable people of all times. They were, they're known for that. And nevertheless, uh, they didn't have the basic uh, uh, Torah values. And, and they destroyed millions and millions of people, six million Jews and much many more that were not even Jewish. And they destroyed cities and they destroyed countries and they did a lot of harm. So the Talmud stresses the importance of initiating a greeting. That's why this is we're seeing it here. But yet the man who met Rabbi Yosef prompted him and greeted the sage first. Clearly a person of distinguished behavior, he then asked Rabbi Yosef, what city do you come from? The Chofetz Haim said that the in intent of this question was, do you mean that in your community they are allow a person of such stature like you, a rabbi, to go on foot to wherever he's gonna go. How can it be that your community, he was like, like boasting, how can it be that in your community they don't take care of you if you're such a distinguished person? So what, why in our city we would never allow that to occur? It's like in, a, in, in, in saying it but not saying it, this is what he was telling the, the, the rabbi. So we know how to respect people of distinction you would fare better living with us. This is what the man was saying. Like, they don't know how to treat you. They don't know, they're not appreciative of who you are. You better come and live with us. He then offered Rabbi Jose a huge sum of money to take up residence in his community. Rabbi Jose understood that this person's concepts of superficial manners and his overvaluation of money are related. He, he responded to the question as to why he was traveling on foot and, on a and not with a companion. And he explained that there are very many outstanding Torah scholars in his community. So what he was saying to him is like, everybody where I live is outstanding. Like, I'm not better than anybody there. Like, how are they gonna honor me if there's other people that are like me or even better? So Rabbi Yosef did not stop at this point. And the invitation to come to this man's community was obviously to become its spiritual leader. They wanted him as a rabbi there. That's obvious, that's what they wanted. They wanted to hire him. 
And Rabbi Yosef pointed out to the man that he lacked the basic, basic underpinnings of spirituality. So many people have an intellectual understanding of spiritual concepts. Many people intellectually understand that there's a God, that the world is not empty, that there's life after death. They have all these concepts, but it, it may not impact on their emotion and their behavior. Many people learn Torah. I know many people that learn Torah, but they don't change. They're the same. They, they don't, they're just the same. And so this is what he felt. Like if I'm gonna go to a community like this to be their spiritual leader, they just want a rabbi. But they're not, they're not trying to be better people. They don't try, they don't wanna be, the, the conversation wasn't towards this, wasn't like we need a, a leader, we need a spiritual guide, we need someone that will help us grow and help us connect to Hashem. They only wanted to have a, a, a rabbi that would be in the synagogue on Shabbat night and give them a nice Zevar Torah. So it says here that everyone knows that one does not take along any of his wealth after death. It's saying that uh, when we die in, in many, many, many years, eh, very long years, God willing, whatever you accumulated in this world of wealth, of material wealth, you're not going to take with you anything. There's, you're not going to take anything with you. And so it is not unusual for people to comment at the funer funeral of a wealthy person at the cemetery, eh, the rich and the poor alike, they would say, uh, they would say here at the cemetery, the rich and the poor are the same. Like when you die, there's no difference if you were rich or you were poor. You're put into the, into the ground and that's it, all the same. The same when you're born. You're in the hospital in, a guard, in, a, in the baby room and all the babies are in the same uh, type of bassinet and you can have the prince of England there and you can have a, a pauper, a son of a pauper and you're not gonna know the difference. So they then return home and promptly absorb themselves in the pursuit of wealth. So yeah, people go to the, to the cemetery, they go to bury a friend or a loved one. This thought comes to their head, like I don't take anything with me. Like life really is not about accumulating wealth because at the end of the day, we're not gonna take it with us. It's not what's important. But nevertheless, they come home and they forget about it very fast. They're already thinking how much more money they're gonna make. So these superficial concepts do not, do not impact in a person's behavior. And Rabbi Tversky says here that when a person is compelled to do something that he intellectually understands to be harmful, this must be recognized as an addiction. So Rabbi Tversky is also a, a psychiatrist, he's also an MD, he treats a lot of uh, alcoholics and drug addicts, and he's saying here that when a person uh, intellectually understands that something is harmful for him, for example, he understands that accumulating wealth and not growing spiritually and not connecting to Hashem is something that is not good for a person, but nevertheless he keeps doing it, that's called an addiction. Just as a person cannot stop drinking uh, alcohol and he knows that he's damaging his, his liver and he's damaging his, his brain and he's damaging himself, the same way. So the person who knows that it is most important to spend more time with the family, it's more important to learn Torah, to do mitzvot, to, to have a more wholesome life, but nevertheless, is still working crazy hours, is still doing crazy things, 
is, a, is considered an addicted person. So Rabbi Yosef's teaching can apply to many people, and when we know something to be right, we must adopt it in our behavior. And so I wish you a beautiful end of the fiscal year 2020. May you go into the new year 2021 with strength, renewed strength, with, with, with a lot of, of, a, of good intention to serve your creator, with growth, with a growth mentality, with a positive mentality, with joy, with gratitude. And um, I'll see you next year. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.